Welcome to another episode of the Buckets Mentality Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Seeky. Use code Bucket Center for $20 off your first purchase. Today we're going to be talking about a big doubleheader last night in the NBA, the Bucks and the Lakers and the Clippers and the Rockets. We're going to start with the Bucks and the Lakers, and this was a game for Giannis to make his MVP statement. He's been my top MVP pick for several weeks now, and he made a huge statement against two MVP candidates in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. He dropped 34 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, but the most impressive stat of the night was Giannis Antetokounmpo shooting 5 of 8 from the three-point line, pulling up in transition like Kevin Durant, not afraid, not hesitating, just pulling from limitless range. This man was on an absolute mission. We know how aggressive he is inside. We know how he can attack the basket and go downhill with his size and strength. But now he's pulling up from three. And this is not just a thing that happened last night. He's been shooting the three at a much higher clip for the entirety of the season. He's taking more threes. He's more confident. And this man just gets better each and every year. And we see another development in this game this past summer. Everyone was talking about his lack of a consistent three-point shot. It's still not the most consistent shot. He's not a consistent knockdown shooter, but he is a much improved shooter than he's been in years past. And even that ability to space the floor at times, to open up his driving lanes, open up the rest of his game, is just a crazy thing that he's developed into his game. He's the best basketball player, again, for the second straight year in the regular season. He's been the best player last year. Obviously, he won the MVP. This year, he's the clear front runner to win the MVP yet again. But he needs that playoff success to officially get into that tier one, to officially be in the conversation for the best basketball player on the planet. He's in the conversation right now, but we knew what happened last year in the playoffs when I was ready to crown him as the best basketball player on the planet because of just how good he was in the regular season, just how impactful he was scoring the ball, rebounding the ball, assisting the basketball and defending multiple positions, how versatile he was on both sides of the ball. But we saw him get not really exposed, but severely limited in the playoffs against the Toronto Raptors. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard was there, but they also built a wall with several defenders packing the paint and really limiting the production that Giannis was able to have, the impact he was able to have on the game. And he really hasn't had that signature playoff run where he's just been dominant. He had a good series against the Boston Celtics. The first round was the first round. It was the dang Orlando Magic, or actually the Detroit Pistons, excuse me, in the first round. Uh, this past year, but he just hasn't had that signature run throughout the playoffs where he was just dominant through every round. And we got to see that this year. We need him to be successful in the playoffs. I'm not saying he needs to win the NBA championship, okay? He just has to dominate and get to the NBA finals. And if he goes up against a team like the Lakers, the Clippers, that just has more star power, or that's just a better team when it comes down to the playoffs and the best out of seven, as long as Giannis onto the Copo balls and puts in work each and every game. I don't expect him to beat any of those guys. Obviously, if he beats the Clippers or the Lakers, he's undisputedly the best basketball player on the planet. But if he doesn't and he just balls out in those series and he outplays LeBron James or he outplays Kawhi Leonard, then he can be the best basketball player on the planet. He's next for the crown. I've been saying this for a while now. When LeBron James is officially ready to give up the crown, it's going to go to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Kawhi Leonard 
took the crown a little bit in the playoffs or whatever, but we were like, we don't know if we can officially hand him the crown until LeBron James is healthy, until we can see uh, healthy LeBron and see that Kawhi Leonard is better than this guy. And so far this year, whether it be the load management, whether it be that Kawhi is not healthy, we haven't seen Kawhi secure and and hold on to the crown status of best basketball player on the planet. He was the MVP of the playoffs last year. He was the best player if we want to combine the regular season and the postseason last year. That was Kawhi Leonard. But do we see him sustaining that level of best basketball player on the planet, having that title next after LeBron to be that next guy that's the best basketball player on the planet undisputedly for a several-year span. I don't see that happening with Kawhi Leonard. He's still up there. He's still in that conversation. He's still a Tier 1 player, and he's going to be a lot more formidable in the playoffs when we talk about what he brings on both sides of the ball. But I just don't see him being recognized as the best, okay? And that's that's what needs to happen uh, for Giannis Antetokounmpo to have that deep, successful playoff run. The Bucs are the best performing team in basketball right now when you talk about how deep they are, how well coached they are, how many shooters they have. Their depth is insane. You got guys like Dante DiVincenzo stepping up, Wesley Matthews. Eric Bledsoe didn't even play against the Lakers last night. That's the starting point guard. Chris Middleton's been doing really well. Brooke Lopez can space the floor and he can protect the rim. This Bucs team is loaded. They have a lot of really, really good players. They're well coached. As I said before, they don't have the second superstar that some of these other teams have, but Chris Middleton's a really solid player. I prefer him as a number three as opposed to a number two, which is what makes what Giannis Antetokounmpo is doing all the more impressive. We also have to remember the Bucs did win 60-plus games last year. It's not like they're new to this regular season success and Giannis Antetokounmpo dominance. It's going to come down to putting this stuff together in the playoffs. The depth and the bench definitely will help them in the playoffs. The coaching will definitely help them in the playoffs. We got to make sure Giannis is the same level that he is in the regular season in the playoffs, or at least somewhere close to it, where he can hit a three every now and then to keep the defense honest. Whether he can, if they try to build a wall, he can shoot over the top on the turnaround fadeaway or just make the right basketball play. And a lot of times in the playoffs, he was getting – caught in the air with the basketball, not sure where to go, what decision to make. You just got to be sharper with those decisions because it's going to come down to a lot of Giannis in the playoffs because we don't know if we can trust Eric Bledsoe as a third guy. We don't know if we can trust Chris Middleton as a second guy the way some of these other teams like the Lakers and the Clippers have guys that we can really trust in Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Paul George has been iffy the past couple years, but as a second star, he's really, really good. And then obviously Kawhi Leonard, we know what he did in these past playoffs. From the Lakers side of things, Giannis Antetokounmpo had more three-pointers than the Lakers had in total bench points. That's just embarrassing. Giannis had five threes, as we said before. The Lakers bench had four damn points. Like, come on. How are you going to have four points as a bench unit, as a second unit? And as I've said before, the reason I think the Lakers could beat the Clippers in a best-out-of-seven series would be just the star power of LeBron James and Anthony Davis willing them to victory. They don't have a better team. They don't have a better roster from top to bottom than the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers have the second-best duo in the league in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, but they also have the best bench duo. We talk about Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell. So 
the bench, the depth really needs to step it up. Guys like Rajon Rondo, who was terrible defensively and really wasn't providing too much on the offensive end. Alex Caruso got to step up and hit some more shots. Uh, obviously, Kuzma wasn't in the lineup yesterday, but still, Dwight Howard, the list goes on and on. They need to have those guys step up because the bench, they have a decent amount of depth off their bench. It's not like I wouldn't say it's on the level of Milwaukee or the Clippers, but they do have a good second unit, and it really needs to show up because you can't just be all in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Some of those others are going to have to step up. Danny Green did hit a lot of timely shots, big-time shots. Uh, KCP was pretty good as well, but the Lakers just need to have more others step up on a more consistent basis, especially when LeBron James and Anthony Davis were both really struggling. I mean, AD and LeBron both got it going in the second half. But in the first half, they were both really, really bad. Giannis was dominating Anthony Davis in that head-to-head matchup. Okay, And a lot of times, they were sending like KCP and Caruso out on him and weren't having AD play him straight up. Maybe that was because of the injury. Maybe it was because he's not 100%. Or maybe he just did not want the smoke with Giannis on the decoupo because that's what it looked like at a lot of times. And a lot of people argue that AD is better than Giannis. That's just simply not the case. And it's about to be further and further from the case as we see the way that Giannis is developing his shot. Even before Giannis had this kind of a three-point shot, he was a better basketball player, in my opinion, than Anthony Davis. I've been saying that since like 2017. Um, Not saying that AD's bad, not taking anything away from him. He's an MVP candidate. And right now, until Giannis proves in the playoffs, I'd say they're around the same level, him along with Harden. But Giannis is just, he's going to be on a different level very, very soon. And he's a better basketball player to me right now. Because you can initiate offense on a consistent basis with Giannis bringing the basketball up the floor. And this is another thing I wanted to talk about tying into the Lakers' fourth quarter struggles. LeBron has struggled to close the past couple games offensively. But that's a lot to do with just his decision making. I feel like he's been way too passive. Okay. And down the stretch, he needs to be the closer. It's not like LeBron has Kyrie Irving who is being able to ISO or create his own bucket off the bounce, okay? Anthony Davis is a guy that gets fed in the post, that gets fed around the rim. Yes, sometimes he can create off the bounce, but that's not really his style. You need a guy in LeBron James who can create and make things happen both with the assist or the bucket. You can run a two-man pick-and-roll game with Davis, a pick-and-pop game with Davis, other ways to involve Anthony Davis in the late game offense rather than just dumping him the ball in the post and telling him to go to work. I mean, he could do that at certain points throughout the basketball game, but that's not how you want to close games. It's not 2000 anymore. In 2019, that style of basketball uh, is not really going to work down the stretch to close the games. We know LeBron James can close, okay? And LeBron just got to do it, okay? He's got to hit those shots. He's got to be more aggressive, putting the onus on himself to get to the basket, to make things happen. Obviously, his free throws need to improve, so he's more confident going downhill and attacking the rim. But LeBron's got to be in that takeover mode, which I know he can be in the playoffs. I know it's just the regular season. I know he's feeling some stuff out. I know the Lakers haven't been in many close games uh, where they have a danger of losing. They've only lost five games this entire season. So maybe he doesn't have the reps or the experience with this group, but when it comes down to it in the playoffs, they need LeBron James to be that guy they give the ball to down the stretch to close these games. 
Um, so that's really all I have to say about the Lakers. I mean, they were atrocious guarding the three-point line, and the Bucs are one of the best three-point shooting teams in the entire league. They were just leaving guys wide open, George Hill especially. That man got open. Wesley Matthews, too. The Lakers really need to key in on those outside shooters, especially in the modern NBA. We know they can power you with their size and the bigs that they have, but they also got to get out their perimeter. They need a wing defender. Obviously, a lot of people have been uh, pounding the table that Andre Iguodala needs to be there, uh, but we don't know what that situation is going to be like in Memphis. But yeah, wing defender is really something that the Los Angeles Lakers need, and they just need to have more bench production. And then LeBron just down the stretch, he needs to take these games over. But obviously the Lakers are, are one of the top teams in the entire league. They have the second best record in the league now. There's no reason to panic or anything. It's just a regular season game. I still would take the Lakers over the Bucks in a best of seven series. Um, but, hey, the Lakers were able to get it done last night. It was a big statement game from Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's flip over to the Clippers and the Rockets and talk about Russell Westbrook, who absolutely willed the Houston Rockets back from down 17. He was relentless, pushing the pace, attacking the basket. All night, he dropped 40 points. He had 10 rebounds and dished out five assists. And Harden really got some timely buckets for them down the stretch, made some big plays. Um, and really checked it on, turned it on in the second half. He was really struggling in the first half, just two of seven from the floor, but he stepped up in the second half, uh, and he made some plays. And the Rockets really just came together, and it was absolutely a perfect, picture-perfect half uh, for them in the second half. P.J. Tucker was playing a lead-level defense on Kawhi Leonard. Clint Capella was rim-running. It was just a great show for the Houston Rockets. The Clippers, meanwhile, absolutely melted down. Lou Williams getting ejected on a terrible call, chewing out the referee, Patrick Beverly fouling out, and then just Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. The offense was getting stagnant down the stretch. Those guys were trying to take the defenders off the bounce. Paul George did hit a couple shots down the stretch, but Kawhi was terrible, and he's looked not like the Kawhi Leonard we saw in the playoffs last year, and a lot of that may be to the fact that he has lingering injury, load management, regular season that he doesn't care. We can make a lot of excuses and speculate for Kawhi Leonard, but for a guy that's in the conversation for the best basketball player on the planet, he's looked far from that during this regular season, and he really needs to turn it on in the playoffs if the Clippers are going to go anywhere, right? The, the whole team rests on Kawhi Leonard and his ability to elevate his level of play in the playoffs. They do have a lot of other pieces, Montrose, Harold, Lou Williams, like I said, the best duo coming off the bench in the entire league and Paul George is great in the regular season he can carry a lot of that load in the regular season but when it comes to the playoffs so the Clippers to reach their full potential Kawhi Leonard is going to need to be the Kawhi we saw last year in Toronto or somewhere close to it okay um, and we haven't seen that so far during this regular season which has been a little bit disappointing but I know we don't usually see it from Kawhi in the regular season. That's why we give him a little bit of a pass and wait and see to the playoffs, just like we do a lot to LeBron James. Okay, LeBron, even though LeBron's been playing all the games this season, he's been an MVP candidate, and a lot of times he does go at least to 85% in the regular season. <laughs> Kawhi's more at like 60 um, In the playoffs, LeBron's just on a whole elevated level. We saw that the last time he was in the playoffs in 2018. We expect to see him at another level in the playoffs this upcoming season. Um, but the Clippers really needed Lou Williams. I mean, down the stretch to settle the offense, to be the primary playmaker, to distribute. 
between himself, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George down the stretch. He's going to be the neutralizing piece between Kawhi and PG, who are two wings have similar styles of play and are not traditional playmakers. Lou Williams is not really a distributor like that, but he is the best playmaker that they have on their roster. And missing him, being one of their best closers on the roster as well, that really hurt them down the stretch as the Rockets were able to close the deal. Um, They were actually extremely clutch. Russell Westbrook uh, was bricking a lot of shots because he was feeling it. Uh, in the fourth quarter, but then he settled down. James Harden did what James Harden needed to do, and they actually closed the game. I was very impressed by the Rockets uh, clutching it out there in the fourth quarter. The Clippers are usually one of the more clutch teams in basketball. They just weren't that last night. I still think the Lakers and Clippers in a vacuum are a tier above the Houston Rockets just because they have more star power and they have more depth, frankly. And they have guys I trust more in the playoffs than I do with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. But Houston is clearly the best out of the rest of those teams. So that'll be something really interesting to look at in the Western Conference. I did learn a lot from these two games, okay? I learned that Giannis Antetokounmpo is really out here trying to make a statement. He's, man, he's on a whole nother level, which is crazy uh, to think about. And then with the Rockets, I did learn a good amount about the Russell Westbrook and James Harden pairing. It's not the most ideal pairing excuse me, in the world, but the fact that James Harden can do his ISO dribble stuff, but Russell Westbrook can also push the pace and be aggressive and get to the basket, get them out in transition so they can run a little bit when James Harden's not on the floor. The fact that they can still be in these games when James Harden's not on the floor. It's not all relying on James Harden, but again, we know James Harden's style of play makes it so that he's dribble, dribble, dribble. So we'll see how this dynamic works in the playoffs. Over the course of a seven-game series, I think you can scheme and game plan against these guys, especially when you have the defense that the Lakers and the Clippers are going to have. But other than that, I think they can beat anyone else in the Western Conference. They should beat everyone else in the Western Conference. Um, But at the end of the day, my overall view of these teams, the Lakers and the Clippers are still the two best teams in basketball to me. I don't think that changed. Um, But good showings by the Bucs and the Rockets end up beating them. Again, in the regular season, we'll see how this looks in the playoffs, but I still want to appreciate the regular season because a lot of times we're looking forward to the playoffs. We're talking about, oh, this stuff's not sustainable. Oh, it doesn't matter because it's just the regular season. That stuff is all true and very, very valid. I try to uh, not get too caught up in what happens on a day-in, day-out basis when we look at these teams because it's the longevity of the entirety of the season that matters. But at the same time, we still got to appreciate the here and the now and what these players did last night and looking forward to the league um, and on a daily basis. But thank you guys so much for listening to this. I had fun watching these games. I'm out. Peace.